I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. everything I can to get a booking in this show because I don't fancy the Truro game either. This is Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. It's Sunday the 29th of uh, October. My name's Tom Wallin. Joining me in the studio this evening is Nathan Muller. Nathan, how you doing? Living a dream. Yeah. First half, not so, yeah, but yeah, we'll get onto that. But yeah, no, all good, mate. Live- you know, just living life. Yeah, you enjoy Love. yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Well, say, say not, I got in at six on the Friday morning, so I had a bit of a heavy night. But, oh, um, tough one, was it? Uh, yeah, and then the first half didn't really help my um, my uh, fragile self, but uh, <laughs> sort of livened up towards the end, which was the main thing. And we got the three points, which yeah. is definitely the main thing. Um, apologies for some of the audio issues. We've got two carts, one of which isn't working and one is, so we'll try and play as much as we can through the one that is. Hopefully that'll be alright, but as you can probably hear with the Chart and Live jingle that's fading out, that one's not the best quality, so I apologise for that. Uh, coming up on tonight's show, we'll obviously look back at yesterday's gripping, pulsating victory against AFC Wimbledon. Uh, we're going to hear from Carl Robinson, who had some interesting comments on a couple of the key events to come out of yesterday's game, not necessarily related to what happened on the pitch. 
Uh, we want to hear from you, so get your tweets in to at Chart and Live or email us, studio at chartandlive.co.uk. We've had a few already, which is brilliant, but uh, the more the merrier. Let us know what you made of the game, which, let's be honest, wasn't really the best, but still three points. Uh, what you made of the Wimbledon fans' treatment of Carl. Um, we're now seven games, I think, unbeaten, uh, with Shrewsbury finally losing, Wigan only drawing. So what do you make of our chances, or is it still too early to judge? Um, if you've got any interest at all in the upcoming Check Yourself trophy or the FA Cup games, basically anything you like, chart and related, get that in. Uh, in the second half of the show, in homage to an interesting decision from uh, Cashy yesterday, Good cash. we'd like to know what you would do to ensure that you got a yellow card. Not that we're suggesting that's what he was doing. He was just uh, having a friendly wave at the uh, guy taking the throw in. But if you needed a yellow card for whatever reason, uh, what would you do to get it? Um, so, Nath, just mm. before we hear the highlights, your sort of one-minute summary on yesterday's game? Well, it'd be less than that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, can't, I don't think I could fit anything to a minute. Uh, first <laughs> half was <laughs> dull, and that's being polite. Um, but I think we'll, we'll probably elaborate uh, after the highlights and why I think that is. But, um, yeah, first half wasn't the greatest, and um, it took a moment of <clears throat> magic from a, a maverick, you know, one of Cole's favourite words, um, to obviously save it for us. And I just think, you know, when you're not playing well, you still need to get a point, at least a point, uh, and sometimes a three, in which we've done, you know, against Wimbledon and Doncaster. I think we didn't play particularly well against Doncaster either. So, yeah, we've, we're grinding, and I think that's that's what you need at this level sometimes. And, um, yeah, like you say, just now, it's seven games unbeaten. So we've got a bit of a break now, especially with the Shrews game, maybe. Mm. Um, being off but yeah all, all, all good but um, we got there in the end I think we sort of hobbled over the line I think definitely yeah so before we discuss the game in a bit more detail let's hear back to the highlights uh, brought to you by Terry Smith and myself it'll be interesting to see who goes this I fancy Holmes but uh, Foster Kasky's everyone's Foster Kasky chips it up yeah. and it's over the bar It'll be a goal kick to Wimbledon. Yeah, fairly harmless in the end. He didn't really have enough space because it was so close to the edge of the area to get up and down. And I noticed just before they took the free kick, actually, Cashy was hovering on the edge of the area. I wonder whether that just a tap sideways for him because we've seen how hard he can hit it. Uh, went for the direct shot and, and harmlessly over the bar of uh, George. Find uh, Fosu, but uh, Foster Cashy might get there. Fuller comes in and just gets it there for AFC Wimbledon. And the ball through is looking for Taylor. He's in the penalty area. It's an awful shot, because have got to Clean hit, but nowhere near the goal. I mean, uh, I'm all for hitting it first time, but um, that went a good uh, six or seven yards. Whiteman really oh, we'll meet it. finds the silver again. Trying to look for Fosu, and he gets there. Fosu, super work. Tariq Fosu may take a shot here, does so. I think the red mist is already down on Fosu. He was never giving that to McGuinness, but it went harmlessly wide right to the goal. And it comes. And, uh, Saws with the header back across goal. Kashi can't get there. Still bouncing around on the edge of the six-yard box. Konza can't get there either, and the header comes in, and that's good work from Ben Amos to snatch it away from Taylor's head before it can get on the end of it. Yeah, worrying how much space Saws had at the back post for the initial header. Seemed to be unmarked. We were lucky, really, that McGuinness was in front of him, so it really just got in the way of the, the flight of the ball so that Saws couldn't time his header correctly. Bobbled around for ages, and in the end, Amos was able to claim it. As the half-time whistle goes... Kick, it's uh, a yard or so, two yards inside from the touchline. Beyond halfway inside the area, goes into Taylor, it's taking a deflection oh. and just wide of the left hand post. I don't see who, uh, maybe Konza. Konza or Bauer were nearest, so I'm assuming it was one of them. It was Taylor who tried to flick it towards goal, missed it completely, and it dropped to the feet of the Charlton centre half. We're think, I'm thinking it was Konza, and it took it just wide left of the post. It's another. Kashi inside to Forster Kasky, might shoot Go here, Forster Kasky. Stead goes left to the silver. The silver. 
cuts one way, then the other goes by his man. Abdu gets the ball across, out to Fosu. Oh, oh blocked away, but it runs to Solly in the penalty area. Solly trying to get it onto his right foot. He can't, he's been blocked away by Bartram. He has to go back to Cashy into the box. Little touch from Forster Kasky. Can it find Clark? No, it can't. It runs through to George Long. It's, uh... Kennedy with it, left-footed. Oh, it took a massive deflection off the wall. I think it was Forster Kasky got something on it. And it's gone out for a corner on the other side, but the Charlton players are all congratulating Forster Kasky for getting something on it. I have to say, from where we were, I had no idea where that ball was going <laughs> until, it, until it ended up over in the, uh, in the Wimbledon fans, which was reassuring Franklin. to see. Swings it in again, De Silva this time meets it out to Abdu, though. Abdu slips over, it's gone into Oshilaja, kicks it over the bar. And probably should have done better. Had to do better, I know he's a centre-back, but had to do better there. It was the, f the initial shot that came in was, was poor and broke to Oshilaja. He really calm to take a touch and let the tackle happen and free himself and get some space. But then leaning back, snapshot was fired harmlessly over Ben Amos's bar. Arguably Wimbledon's best chance of the match so far. Unfortunately for them, fell to the centre-back Oshilaja. And now Marshall can get on the end of his first meaningful touch since coming on. Ball out, left to Fossu. Fossu's got Ricky Holmes behind him. Looking for an overlap now, Ricky Holmes. He uses him, Fossu, into Ricky Holmes, into the box. Oh, he's got to be taken down. Oh, outside the box, no, the referee says. Oh, I tell you what, I'd like to see that again. No that, way. If that's a foul, that had to be in the penalty area, surely. My immediate thought was that that was in the area. Oh, oh, oh. Well, the referee's in front of the coming in. You can imagine the sort of abuse he's getting just in a minute. Just being told by George Jones, who's seen the replay, that was outside the oh, area. Oh, good call the from the referee, contact, then. We have so to give him, give him credit for the that. Case, then brilliant refereeing, because as I say, I was convinced that was a penalty. Holmes is over this. Will he make him punish with a free kick? Takes it quickly. Yes! yes! Oh, what a finish! Ricky Holmes comes up trumps again for Charlton. Well, he didn't get the penalty he wanted, but he punished them the best way he knows how by drilling that free kick right into the roof of the net. They left George Long with absolutely no chance, and Charlton won nil up. And I reckon there's more chance of Ricky Holmes scoring from a free kick than there is from us from a penalty at the moment. He's, uh, he had a chance in the first half, I don't know if you'll remember, he had a free kick and I said if he hits that right, it could go over everybody and into the back stick. That one was actually a poor delivery in the end. This one was far tougher because it was a much tighter angle, probably halfway down the side of the penalty area, but right on the edge. And he hit it hard, he hit it firm and it curled right over uh, George Long in the Wimbledon goal and into the back of the net and Charlton a 1-0 up and that attack that won that free kick all started from Mark Marshall breaking away and feeding Esri Konza, so an impact from the substitute as well. Bartram running towards the edge of the Charlton penalty area, Konza back there, so is De Silva, oh, Bartram throws himself oh, to the floor, that's way. shocking. Konza, oh, he tries to play it out and he's picked off by... Oh, it's oh. a header off the bar from Solly as Frankham blocked off the attempted Konza pass out, got his cross in, Solly trying to deal with the situation, got his head to it and he'd come off the Charlton crossbar. Yeah, and he'll breathe a sigh of relief, the Charlton right back there. Goal kick comes away and there's yes! the final whistle. Charlton celebrating another three points. So there we go, those were the highlights, in inverted commas, <laughs> of yesterday's game. Uh, a London derby, kind of, against Wimbledon. Um, Nath, you were here, mm. uh, wasn't the most exciting game we've ever <laughs> seen, was it? <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't, but you know, you're going to get... Um, you're going to get games like that here, especially at home. Um, you're going to get a lot of. Hang on, I had a frog in my throat. Then you're going to get a lot. <laughs> you can't of teams... do that tonight because we're the only two here. So... <laughs> you just have this awkward yeah, battle, silence. Battle through it whether you like it or not. 
<laughs> some of Joe Fosquale halfway through. Um, but yeah, no, you're going to have teams that come here and sit behind the ball and and play for a point, which a lot of people have said. And it's going to be, it's going to come down to you. Know, it might not be the prettiest of games because going to pick me going to make it a battle and mm. quite bitty and stuff which I think it was yesterday but you know we stuck at it and I think obviously Carl alluded to in his press conference that we weren't weren't at our best but you know we, we're never going to be you know not even the best teams apart from Man City maybe you're never going to be at your best every game so yeah I mean first half was let yeah we'll leave that there second half um it was a bit better um but it was still at nil nil it, it's so you know, like like we heard on the commentary, the the, the deflection at the bar, you know, anything like that could happen. So it was still quite nervy. And then, mm. uh, yeah, a great, a great, a great decision by the ref, which, like you said in the comms as well, I saw the picture the last night, and I mean, I thought it was a pen straight away, but um, yeah, and old Ricky Holmes pops up again. So uh, yeah, it was three points. We put the pressure on, like Spurs do, but put, <laughs> put the pressure on. So we just keep it going. Yeah, well, so Terry and I were on Facebook Live before the game and we'll come to the team news in a bit more detail mm. in a second, but we were hopeful after the kind of, I know you weren't there, but we really hard-fought defensive display last week at Bradford, yeah. understandably against a team that have a good home record. And we thought yesterday we'd maybe see more expansive and exciting football from Charlton being back at the Valley. Um, and as I say, with the team news, which we'll come to uh, a bit in a uh, in a little while. But that wasn't really the case. Now, what do you put that down to? Do you put it down to Wimbledon the way they set up against us? Do you put it down to us having an off day, or was it a bit of both? Uh, yeah, I think it was a, definitely a bit of both. I mean, to be fair, um, I mean immediately after the full time whistle, I thought it was quite harsh uh, for us to have a win. I mean, even though we were the only ones, I would say, trying to make a game of it, um, I thought it was quite harsh um, for us to have a smash and grab. But you know, you take them because there's some some days that you. You play, you play amazing and lose, or you play rubbish and then you win, and you know it, it just ebbs and flows. But yeah, I think it was a bit of both. They they set up really well. Um, they had the two holding midfielders, which I thought nullified Clarky mm. throughout the game, which I think uh, we'll read out some tweets in a bit. But and I think Clarky couldn't get in his usual fluidity uh, in his range of passes, so they nullified us and we we nullified them. So it was a bit of a damp squib the first half, yeah. but. I mean, and also, yeah, we have had a lot of games. You know, Josh is still playing week in, week out, and um, but you know, we, you're gonna have you're gonna have games where we're not gonna be firing all cylinders because we're not robots, unfortunately. Yeah. But, and, and the important thing in those yeah. games is that you come to win. Yeah, and, uh, at least don't lose the game. So, yeah. and we'll come to the potential break for the likes of Josh <clears throat> McGuinness and some of the other key players later in the show. Uh, if we do start with the team news, then there was just the one change: um, Saar being replaced by De Silva. Um, mm. I think. Probably you'd agree that Saar's been fantastic so far since he's come back and he was brilliant at Bradford when he was brought in really to do a specific job against their aerial threat. Mm. Um, so a bit unfortunate for him to to then be dropped. But what do you think the thinking was in bringing back Jay De Silva for the game? Uh, well, I mean, at home games, you're going to want... You, you, Jay, Jay's a, a pivotal part in our, in our attacking play in the overlap. I mean, no disrespect to Saar, you know, he's a bit of a beast, a bit of a unit, isn't it? But... Um, the silver offers are so much going forward, and you're never going to see Naby Saar galloping down that left hand side overlapping, are you? If you do, <laughs> he tried then tried it once, didn't he, in the last <laughs> minute yesterday? <laughs> That's right, exactly. And you, you never get. It's not the sort of play. He's a centre back by trade, so. Mm. And I think that was the main reason, really, because what you got to do is if you have if you have a bank of four and then a five, and they're sitting behind the ball, the only way you're going to try and turn teams around is either overlapping or going in behind them. So, for that reason, which most of the home games he starts, um, obviously Jay Dre's. 
Jay's really good at that. And obviously Naby was for an away game where you're probably going to be soaking up a lot more pressure and not committing too many people forward. It would make sense. So yeah, it was unfortunate for Nabs, but I can't. I don't think anyone could grumble with it really. And I, you can't really drop Ez and Paddy. So yeah, you can only play two, can't you? And uh, so that was the only change in the first eleven. We also saw both Reeves and Marshall on the bench. Mm. I think that's the first time at home. They may have both been involved at Fleetwood possibly, but certainly at home, that's the first time they've both been here. And that's really what we've been waiting for. And that's what we signed in the summer. Now I know one down to injury and one just down to getting uh, fully match fit. We haven't been able to see that, but that ability from a bench to change the game is something we've been waiting for. So how exciting was it to have them back? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, and poor old Barry Fuller, who used to come through Cholton, if anyone remembers, he started as a striker, Barry Fuller, mm-hmm. their number two. Um, he uh, he, got, he had that injury, um, and then after that, Holmes trod on his uh, groin <laughs> by accident. But then you think he's hobbling away, he didn't get taken off, and all of see all of a sudden see Marshy on the coming on the pinch, and you're thinking, great, <laughs> <laughs> just what I need. Uh, just really a, a really slow person who don't dribble or run at you or anything. Um, but yeah, and, and luckily for him, he went on the other side. But then straight away they brought a brand new fresh left back on mm. to obviously counter that. But um, yeah, no, it was good to see. I think that I think that is the first time I've seen Marshy because obviously I didn't go Fleetwood. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to see him. It's nice to have that bit, that option on the bench. I just think we need that striker now. But mm. I can't, like we've said before, I can't judge Dodo, which you'll get a chance on Tuesday. But it'll be um, a Wednesday, well, it'll be interesting. So hopefully, it's just about him getting minutes now, and obviously he'll play on Wednesday with Reezy. And once they get match fit, because it's games like you know, T didn't have his most amazing game yeah. yesterday. But it's when you've got that much depth on your on, on your bench. I mean, we are we should be sort of where we are really, you know, with the amount of uh, quality we've got, and we just need him to get up to speed now. And I'm really looking forward to once he's match fit. Uh, you mentioned uh, Dodu there, mm. almost completely shut out really since he came in. I mean, he scored that goal on his debut at Oldham, and then had a couple of substitute appearances, but that's it. I mean, Carlin, Carl seems to like him, but he's he struggled really to make an impact. I think mm. he's been quite exciting on the ball, but hasn't scored, missed that chance at, at Oldham, uh, or was it Oldham? No, Oxford, sorry, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, do you see them getting much game time at all now? The <coughs> likes of Reeves and uh, Marshall coming back. The closer we get to January, obviously Dodu's then going to go. Um, yeah. Callum Best, uh, Callum Best? <laughs> Callum Le- Best. Leon Best, obviously, <laughs> still training with the club. Yeah. Do, what do you reckon? Do you see... Uh, obviously, Dodie's going to go back to Rangers in January. Do you see a loan spell for Carlin? Do you think he's still going to get a chance? I mean, you'd maybe think so in the next few weeks with the uh, the checker trade. But yeah. aside from that, where do you see those two fitting in now that yeah. our kind of first first second choice, if you like, in Reeves yeah. and Marshall are back? I think. Well, I think both both of them have start obviously against Fulham and Pompey for sure. I'm ninety nine percent sure. I mean, obviously, Wobbo's announced the team for when um, Tuesday, um, but I think they'll both play again. Uh, against Pompey as well but um, I mean we've, we spoke about Dodo at length before on Thursday's show and it's obviously Cole doesn't rate him the, the only thing I can imagine is that it's he's even though he's a big lad we all know that Cole likes the big guy up top to bring others into play and is he that player or is he one that plays on the shoulder so mm. that's that could be my only reason but then why do we bring him in because I say we didn't have no, no other alternative so um, Carlin I think I think he's more suited out wide. Even though he bangs him in under twenty three level, I can't see him. He, well, he's not a number. He's not a number nine that plays up top on his own. Yeah. So he's he's like another Jose where 
he can't play in a one. He'll play out wide, but he's probably got more of a work rate and better determination, Nicky. I think. Yeah. Um, so hence maybe why he's still, still here. keep him as a backup. So yeah, poss- possibly. I mean, like you said, it all depends on um, what we've got. Because obviously we've got Ricky T, Marshy, Reeves can play out there. I can't see Carlin going unless someone says you know he's going to be playing week in week out, and it's at League One or champion uh, championship League One level. I don't think there's yeah. no point loaning him out to a, like a, a conference side because yeah. I think he's better than that. So if he's going to get game games every single week, then I think it's worth doing. Okay. Um, if we go into the game, mm-hmm. um, I thought we. We started okay. Uh, I mean, we're going to try and break this game down as well as we can. And, but there's a, as you said, I think in your tweet, this was a very dull game. Uh, yeah, it started okay. Fosu won a foul on the edge of the area five minutes in, um, which forced Dukaski hit harmlessly over the bar. Now, if we're going to discuss that in a in a bit more depth, I was annoyed because Kashi was stood right to his side, and we've seen Kashi what he can do when he uh, gets the ball on the edge of the area. And you thought the free kick was so close to the edge of the area that. I thought there wasn't enough space to get it up and down. Um, that proved to be the case as it went harmlessly over. Um, Lyle Taylor, Wimbledon's top scorer, then had a chance, I think, 10 minutes later, but smashed it wide of Amos's goal, which is something we get used to because I don't think Amos had anything to do. Um, and then probably the first real chance was Fosu bursting into the area and went down. Um, uh, now, I was sat, obviously, high in the West Upper commentating, and I have to say, I didn't think there was enough for a penalty. I'm mm. assuming you... Yeah. Up, being up the other end couldn't really tell, but no, I, cu- I couldn't really, I couldn't really see. But I mean, judging by the players' reactions, I didn't see. It didn't seem like most of our players were sort of um, asking for a penalty. But I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't really see. But I, I thought the referee was really good yesterday, so I would, I would just trust him on that one and say he got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could do that. I'll just trust him on that one. But uh, I have to say, yeah, no, I wasn't convinced either. Like you said, Fosu didn't really make too much of it either. Um, I think a minute later, Fosu then again was involved, dragged a shot wide from a, a little way out. Um, and I have to say, at that point, I, I might, might have even mentioned it on commentary, although I didn't make it on the highlights. I felt him and Holmes weren't really able to get into the game. Um, we were seeing a lot of long balls and a lack of free-flowing football. Um, and as you said, Clark earlier was, was a bit shy out as well. Again, was was that down to Wimbledon yeah. snuffing out our play? Was that just that we weren't on it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it was like I said, a bit of both. But I think credit will have to be given to Wimbledon because I did think they set up really well with the two, two holdings, and then you, so you had Trotter, Jimmy, Abdu, and um, Saws in the middle. Mm. So, you know, they're all quite. You know, you got two big Saws and Trotter ain't, you know, little people. Yeah, they're quite yeah. big, bulky men, and you have got Jimmy who's obviously slight, more slight, but more athletic. So. <laughs> they were they, they they sussed us out even on even on goal kicks where you know we used to have cash it or come and try and drop deep to get it they'll they'll you know prevent the short distribution ones and I think they were they done their jobs very very well and I think if they got a draw they probably would have thought yeah they I would have said that they probably deserved it not in terms of a spectacle but mm. you know they're not going to come up come out here and attack us and try and win the game three 0 they've got to be realistic yeah. you know so but yeah I think a lot of players didn't. A bit of both was, you know, we probably weren't we weren't as fluid as we usually are, and obviously we would have done a good job. I think uh, Clark in particular, but I saw a couple of times both Fosu and Holmes were getting the ball facing their own goal, going to turn like they so often do and run at the opposition, and there were straight away four or five Wimbledon players around them, like you mentioned, Saws and Abdu there. So I think a, a lot of it was down to how they set up, but. As you say there, we're going to have to get used to playing that at home, aren't we? Because we're now a team that are, are there to be shot down. We're not this team that are 12th or 13th in the league anymore. And yeah. we have to accept that when we're playing at home, teams are going to come here and 
we've seen people press press us high, but they're also going to soak up the uh, the pressure and and crowd us when we get into the final third. So it's important we can find a way through that. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, people are going to come and press us high to disrupt our passing game, but you're not going to be able to do that for 90 minutes unless you're super, super fit, which I think anyone is to press <laughs> for 90 minutes. So, And yeah, like you said, the onus is going to become on us as the home team to try and break people down. And we, we, we struggled a little bit yesterday. We didn't get Clarkie in the game enough to for him to float around in the little pockets to find those bits of space. But mm. they, were, they were compact and they were drilled. And sometimes you just have to say, well, we just couldn't break them down, and as, as unfortunate it was, we uh, luckily got a breakthrough right at the end. Yeah, eventually. Um, there wasn't. I've barely got any more notes on the first half. I think there was a Billy really? Clark cross, which was uh, headed away by Oshalaja, uh, a Fosu cross that then evaded everyone, and that just about summed it up as the whistle went. And as I say on on commentary yesterday, I read out your text about how dull the game was, and you say it was as poor a game as you've seen. I can't think uh, of many that I've enjoyed less here. What throughout my time or this season? The, uh, this season. Oh, this no, season. Sure, I'm sure there would have been. Yeah, over. Oldham at home a couple of years ago. Oh, Jesus that was awful, Christ, wasn't it? Um, but this season, yeah, I think it was pretty. And I was saying to Paul, who I sit with, uh, f- f- games like this is that you need a you need a quick start. So you know, like mm. that when Fossey, I can't remember who did we who did we play. And he got an early goal. It, uh, Doncaster. Yeah. I know we didn't. It didn't turn out to be as an, uh, a resounding victory yeah. like that. But when you get that quick start. The, the the away team have got a chase. They got so they're not going to just sit behind the ball for the rest mm. of the game. Defend a one nil defeat. So the longer it goes, the longer it goes at nil nil. They gain in confidence. They'll get more confident. So um, and then as soon as it was about twenty minutes, I said to Poss, said it's got nil nil written all over it. Yeah, all over it. I think it, I reckon a lot of people would have thought that. And then um, because it just nothing was clicking. Our passing was off. Our movement. No one was moving. We went back to the old ways of like. Solly having it, and we just have to clip it round to try and turn them. Mm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't working. But like I say, it's it's going to happen, isn't it? We'll go to uh, what the Wimbledon fans were like throughout the game a bit later on. <laughs> but just not just when the halftime whistle went. But in that first half, obviously commentating, we've got headphones on, so I couldn't really hear. What was the what was the home crowd like? Were they were they getting behind the team? Was uh, it loud, or was everyone just a bit flat? Uh, I, I think it was difficult. I mean, because where I'm, obviously I'm North Lower, so mm. I mean it was okay, but it wasn't. It was quite a flat atmosphere, but because it was a flat game. Because mm, Carl had it spoken was... before the game about needing the fans to get behind them. Yeah. But I guess if the team aren't giving them a lot to shout about, it's difficult to do that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was, a, there was, there was um, it was quite flat for periods, but I, just, I, I was in a flat sort of situation anyway, so I weren't really doing much. <laughs> but um, yeah, it did seem seem a bit flat. Still struggling by 3.30, were you? Oh, mate, I was big time. <laughs> I was in a bad way. You all right now? Yeah, I'm fine, sure. mate. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a... I can't remember, but there was, there was a... Um, I'll, I'll probably remember it at some point, but it was a point in the second half where I think someone chased the ball down or won the ball or mm. done a really long... And we we got one something from it and then the crowd got, you know, the crowd got mm. back up... It, crowd got up again and then it was that's when it started kicking it was like the last sort of 20 minutes and I think we did like Cole said in these post-match we did sort of help the team across the line a little bit yeah. Um, but yeah no it was a bit of a considering like you say it is a a derby sort of, of not sorts. really yeah not, <laughs> if we're clinging to one yeah exactly we ain't got nothing else have we? So, <laughs> but yeah but uh, yeah it was quite a, I mean on them lot um, just infatuated with Carl, which is nice. So he obviously has a few fans over there. It's nice to him to have all four of the ground chanting his name. Yeah, exactly, for different reasons. But. Yeah, right. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get to the slightly more interesting second half of the game. 
long into the into the box. It's a flick off from McGinnis. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, shot of grabbed the equaliser. I think it could have been Bauer on the line, but McGinnis's initial header. And quite how we've done it, I've no idea, but Charlton are back on level terms. Welcome back to Charlton Live, uh, Sunday the 29th of October. It's me, Tom Wallin and Nathan <laughs> Muller. We're uh, talking about yesterday's 1-0 victory over AFC Wimbledon, um, which was, I think, our seventh game unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Um, so, second half, it was better. It yeah. was definitely better. Marginally. Um, yeah, I thought, actually, Wimbledon started the second half better than we did. Um, they won a free kick very early on, actually in a similar sort of position to where uh, Jake Forster-Kasky had his in the, in the first half. Um and then from that one, I think three corners in a row, which we dealt with well. Um, but I thought we started that half sluggishly. Um, it's not the first time we've seen that happen. I mean, were you, do you worry about that? I mean, against a team like Wimbledon, they had their chances and didn't manage to mm. take them. But against a, a better team, if we're going to start like that, then perhaps going to get ourselves in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I mean, we, obviously against better teams, we but it's all in hindsight, and is it, isn't it? But I mean, you no matter who you play, you, they could be bottom of the league. In this league, other teams are going to have chances, and obviously they, they they've uh, struggled to score in recent weeks, and as you can obviously see why from um, yeah. yesterday. But you're gonna you're gonna get so you're gonna give away chances regardless. You're not gonna be you know stop everyone from having a shot or getting any sort of chance. So. But yeah, we did start a bit slow at the traps. Um, it does crack me up though. You know when they come out of the tunnel, yeah. I noticed this year. You know when Josh puts the uh, Josh Hongby puts the uh, cones out for him yeah, to come yeah. out. <laughs> and they all come out and he's like, yeah, do like little little sprint. And they sort of run to hop past over it. A couple, yeah, they? they just sort of hop and then just run past. It. I was like, that poor <laughs> fellow, man. <laughs> but yeah, we just started um, started a bit sluggishly and then because um, they're not doing that drill properly. Yeah, exactly. So next time. Do a, do it backwards. It. Do a backflip, and then you'll be raring to go. But when that takeover happens and Carl loses his job, I reckon you've got a, <laughs> you might get a gig there. <laughs> <laughs> One of the important ones. Yeah, Cone man. Yeah, uh, someone's got to do it. Um, so after that, I, as I say, we kind of rode that storm, and we mm. won a corner up the other end. Bauer headed it just over or wide, I think. Uh, and from then on, I thought we were we bossed the possession. Really dominated yeah. the game. We couldn't really break through, but. We were kind of in control at that stage. But uh, I could, as I say, commentate, and you can't necessarily hear the crowd that well, but it felt like there was a frustration building that perhaps it wasn't going to be our day. And from what you said in the first half, there was a feeling, certainly between you and the guys you were with, that that perhaps this was going to just end up nil-nil. Yeah, I mean, there was that... I don't know, you just get that feeling when it was just a a bit of a flop, really. It's Mm. it's just everything doesn't seem to be working... You know the crowd seemed flat, and it just seemed it was going to be one of those days. But um, I didn't. Again, in, in contrast to previous seasons, those were the games where I would would be sitting there or standing there and thinking they're going to get a lucky goal here and we're going to lose. It wasn't. I didn't have that yesterday. It was going to be a case of something special had to happen, or which it did, or it was just going to be a, a drab nil nil, which is absolutely awful, especially when you have to get a train because <laughs> it takes ages. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, we like you said, we did take the possession, which you could imagine they, they were going to let us have it, and then they were going to try and catch us on the counter with their um, 
third that Kaja and what was it? Was it Bartram? Yeah. Um, he used to play for Spurs, didn't he? Andy Bartram, I think. So they, they had some pace on the break, and obviously they got t- t- uh, Taylor up front. He was um, always, always a threat. Mm. Uh, bossed it, and we just couldn't break him down. And then um, Marshy obviously came on that little bit of that bit of directness when he picked the ball up quite deep, run, and then we um, Ricky uh, just tried crossing the ball, and it went in. Yeah, so. No, I'm pretty sure he shot, actually, (laughs) just in case. We'll we'll come to that debate in a bit. Uh, About 20 minutes in the second half, De Silva got away from Abdu, got a good cross in, went all the way to the back post to Fosu. Um, We saw Bradford last week, and I think at Oldham, a couple of times we've overhit crosses and Fosu's got there. Um, Obviously, his deflected shot at Bradford, I think he cut back inside against Oldham and scored. Uh, Chose to hit it first time, but it was a good block by the Wimbledon defence. Um, and I thought that cross, uh, uh, not only that, but there was a few times in the game that really showed why De Silva was brought back in. Mm. I mean, we talked about the change at the start and you said, obviously, the attacking play. Um, there were times yesterday where he was playing almost on the left of a front three um, just because of the way the game happened. Uh, what did you make of his performance just I, in general? I thought I thought he's brilliant. I think he's... Cut- a couple even, of people have mentioned he could even yeah. be down of the match. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree because I think, obviously, Holmes will steal it for obvious reasons but yeah. I think since Jay's come in I mean it took him a while to get a chance didn't it but yeah, then yeah. I, I I still said it the lot the back end of last season I thought he was our best player by a country mile I think it was so it was so good and I was delighted that we managed to get him back um from obviously from Chelsea so mm. and for a little guy he does he doesn't he, he does win his headers he yeah. obviously not all the time obviously when he got a big 6 foot 4 geezer next year but he's he's just you know, he, he he has these moments where he'll give the ball away or he'll try a turn and he'll lose it. But, you know, it happens. And But I really like him and it's nice to see. He reminds me of, uh, remember when we had Royce, Royce Wigan, yeah, and he used to yeah. bomb, he used to just go. Um, and it reminds me a lot like him. And um, I think he's going to be a very, very good player. And I just hope he, he uh, if it's not here, then he gets a chance somewhere at a higher level because I think he's definitely too good for League One. I have to say, he, uh, when we were waiting after the game yesterday, Carl was doing his press conference in the, the room next to us and De Silva was going to be the player. So people look out for that interview later in the week. But while he was waiting to go out, he came in here and it was just him, me and Terry and, and a couple of others here just talking to him. He just seems like a very down-to-earth guy as well. And obviously he's captain, isn't he? I think of the England under-20s yeah. and... Obviously, coming from a club like Chelsea, although he's out here, he's presumably part of that big WhatsApp group that's been spoken about, about all the Chelsea players on loan. So he's got a, potentially a big future ahead of him. But as I say, just speaking to him briefly, it sounds like he's got a very calm head on those shoulders, which not only is important to be a good footballer, but you, know, you don't want him to get too far ahead of himself because he is still very, very young. Yeah, no, exactly. And we've all seen what happens when young players get a bit ahead of themselves. Um, and... The dream that they're living is can be taken and snatched away from pretty sharply. So um, it just needs to, you know, he needs to play, which he's doing now. He, which is a lot, a lot of young youngsters out there now because of the silly rules that the league have brought yeah. in about loans. Not a lot of people ain't been able to do it. So he's one of the lucky ones. He's playing. He's improving. Um, obviously, he's got his experience of England, but it's. This this foot this football at this level will always teach you loads of stuff, mm. either at League Two and Championship. So he just needs to keep playing, keep learning, and then, like you said, I think he'll definitely have a career for himself, whether it's here or um, somewhere at a high level. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot spoken about young England players getting a chance after the 17s yesterday yeah, as well. So exactly, we'll see what happens with that. Um, after the chance that we had there with Fosu, um, 
Wimbledon had arguably their best two chances, I think. Uh, Forster Kasky got his head in the way of a Kennedy shot. Kennedy coming on for AFC Wimbledon. Um, got the goal for us last week, doing the dirty work this week. Um, that one, I th- you weren't at Bradford, I know, but I thought he was excellent there. And again, yesterday, he seemed much more box-to-box, I thought, um, than, so we saw that early in the season, first two or three games. And then, I don't know, for me, he's gone a bit quiet in recent games. I'm not sure what I'd put that down to, but at Bradford, he was, as I say, very box-to-box, doing the defensive work and then bursting into the penalty area. Saw that happen a couple of times yesterday, but also there to do the defending as well. Um, yeah, good to see, do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, and I think the box-to-box role is is um, is difficult. I mean, you're going to have to be super fit, and I don't think you can do that for every game for throughout the season. So there probably would be games where he's probably been told to be just to sit a little bit deeper and keep things ticking over and let let the Holmes and Tariqs mm. do the do the do the running. And um, but obviously Bradford seemed to be the game when he was obviously doing a lot more box to box, and he obviously reaped the reward. So. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we're going to be able. I don't think it'll be possible for him to do it every week. Uh, so I think, Especially not Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I mean, you've got to obviously Joe Aribo is obviously going to get his chance now. So yeah. he's obviously been working on similar things. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's probably the only one at the moment who can do that do that role fluently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think we need to bear with. But yeah, it's good, not, nice to see him doing that. Like, that's what he needed. Mm. Technically, he's great. Um, he just needs to add more goals, which obviously Bo's, which is his dad, obviously, which I think Robbo's <laughs> alluded to. Um, yeah, so it's all, it all bodes well. Yeah. Uh, Wimbledon then had what I would have said was their best chance. Um, we weren't able to clear across properly. A ball fell to Oshelaja, luckily yeah. for us, a centre-back. Uh, so falling backwards, he smashed the ball over, but sh- probably should have hit the target. Um, that would have been the one time I would have thought Amos, who had to perform heroics last week, really, didn't have to make a save all game. That was the one chance I thought he would. Yeah. Uh, as fans, obviously, we prefer games like yesterday because it's good for the nerves. But as a keeper, do you think he'd prefer to be more involved or do you think he actually prefers having nothing to do? Uh, I think as a goalie, I think your main concern is just have a clean sheet whether you're involved or not um, because then you've done your job in a way, even though if you've not... If you've not um, if no one's had a shot on goal or troubled you, yeah, you've not had anything to do but it means your defence and your midfield have done their jobs I mean obviously you're, go- you're the last point of call so hopefully every game you don't have to make a save because obviously the whole team's doing well but um, I think he had his fair share of saves up at um, Bradford yeah, so yeah. For-, for a few games <laughs> yeah. I think and then as you say uh, or mentioned earlier finally we got our breakthrough uh, Mark Marshall had come on uh, started the attack actually spraying it out wide from the edge of the box uh, the ball ended up with Holmes who broke towards the Wimbledon box and was sived down by Barry Fuller um, as you said earlier, he'd been in the wars throughout the game. He'd had a bad injury, but hadn't gone off. He'd then got tackled in the uh, tackle, and uh, he'd carried on. Um, now, when he went down, I immediately thought it was a penalty, and you'll have heard that in the, the highlights. Ref gave a free kick, and again, as you heard in the highlights, George Jones, uh, media guy for the club, told me that it, it was a free kick. So, brilliant spot by the referee. Um, must have happened right in front of you. So, what was your mm. first thought when it happened? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah... Um... Obviously, at first instance, you think it's a penalty, but then when you look where Holmes ended up, mm. and the, and Fuller didn't move too too quickly either, and then they got up, and then you could see the mark in the grass. So you could, yeah, because the ref pointed to something, but yeah. we couldn't see it from where we were. Yeah, you could see it, and then that's what the ref pointed to, whether or not that was his, you know, the trailing leg or whatever. But yeah. the ref seemed to be very confident um, that it wasn't a pen, and you know, obviously we all wanted a pen at the time. 
Um, but it's obviously in hindsight not knowing what was going to happen next. Yeah, it makes no um, difference to someone like Ricky, does it? He prefers to score from outside yeah. the area, steps up nonchalantly, smashes it in the far corner. Yeah, exactly. And obviously we'll go on to Cashy in a bit because he's done something else at that free kick as well, <laughs> which I don't know if anyone else noticed. But um, yeah, no, in... I don't know what the keeper was doing. The only thing I can make, he, 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 he's obviously committed to a cross because mm. it's literally gone straight through him. And it, I couldn't believe it went in at first. I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that was just due to me being me at that moment. <laughs> so it was a bit rough. Or, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it was a bit of a bit of an odd one really because it, it did seem quite um, quite of a difficult angle. But when you look at it on the um, when you look at it on the on the replays, it's not as narrow as I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, but it was, yeah, I mean, to have the audacity to try that anyway, you, you need someone like Ricky. To... We know he's got it in him. Um, last season, we had to depend on that from him, really, just to keep us keep us going. How nice is it not to have to rely on him every week and know that he can still pull that out in games like yesterday where we're struggling? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, he did bail us out a lot of times last year, but this is what why we wanted, that's why Cole wanted to keep Holmesy here because he... He can have a quiet game, which I did think he had a fairly quiet game yesterday. Yeah. You know, I don't think he was on one of his better games, but then he comes up at the right time and gives us something. That, you know, gives us three points instead of one. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think any other player on that pitch would have tried shooting. Yeah. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't even think Reezy, if he was, because he's obviously good technically. I don't think he would have shot. He would have, but because it, it's weird because because it was on the edge of the box. If you think about it, the only thing you can do is dink it. You can't yeah. exactly whip it yeah. because you're too near, you're too near the in goal. The same so way Forster Kasky hit yeah. over in the first half. Exactly. So the only way you're going to have to dink it, and when you're dinking it, it's a slower ball yeah. and it's higher. So then, what else have you got? So they just thought, I tell you what, I'll go top the onion bag. Happy day. <laughs> simple as that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say as simple as that. So I won't go do it. But <laughs> I don't know. I could have sworn I saw you do that on that game we played. Yeah. No, that was the other side of the box with oh, the left. That was, that was it. Yeah, left of course it was. My, mis- my mistake. <laughs> There was uh, about 12 minutes left plus injury time. Uh, we brought Sar on, uh, but I thought we defended that really well. Didn't seem to mm. have any trouble. Uh, the whistle went. And that's eight. Well, the, so these are the stats I've got. I hope they're all right. Eight home wins in the last 10 games. Two clean sheets back to back. Four wins in five. Three clean sheets in four. That all reads pretty well. Yeah, especially when we've we've been banging on about how we're not keeping enough clean sheets. Um, two in a row now. Um, it is two in a row, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah two in a row. Bradford. Oh, and Doncaster. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we're doing we're not doing too bad. Forgot yeah. about that. And uh, unlike sort of Plymouth, Berry, Gillingham, uh, sides that are down there that we struggled against, we did mm. the dirty work against one of those sides uh, mm. and came out on the on the right end of the three points. And, and as I said earlier in the show, if we're going to go up this year, that's what we need to do, don't we? Yeah, exactly. You need to win your home games. The home get the home. If you can win ninety percent of your own games and then draw most of your ways and win a couple, then you're obviously going to be in a good stead. But I think even the, even the games that we you know that the olden game we we conceded silly goals, but then they conceded and score goals for fun anyway. They mm. do, don't they? But and then you had the three 0 against Wigan. So I mean, in proportion of the amounts we've conceded, I think it was it's it about a third of them have only been against a couple of teams. So yeah. I don't think even though we can we were conceding silly goals, I think we're still quite solid. And I think the massive improvement in set in set plays this season as well. Last season, I used to dread. When someone had a free kick or a corner, yeah, I used to hate it. But I mean, I feel a lot more comfortable now. Um, Ben's there. Ben Amos, big, big, big guy, isn't he? So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So hopefully, Good. we just keep it, keep it going. 
I think we've battled our way through covering that game as much as we can. So uh, get your views in via Twitter at Chart Live. Email us studio at chartonlive.co.uk. We want to know what you made of the game, uh, what you make of Carl's comments, which we'll hear in a second, uh, and what you do to ensure a booking if you needed one. Um, so after the game, Terry caught up with Carl to get his view on the performance. So let's hear what he had to say. Joined by Carl Robinson uh, after uh, another workmanlike, tough, battled-out victory. Yeah, I think what. Bob- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. People have shown us that, that, that we can't always be as fluent. And I think the thing today, we, look, we looked a little bit negative. Uh, we, we played with four forwards. And today we played with one. It didn't look good. We looked too deep. We looked too. Uh, today we, we we were much better on last Saturday than we were today. Um, but maybe you got to give sometimes the opposition more credit than what we think. Um, but we know we weren't good enough today. Uh, but we still won. We were good enough on Saturday and won. We weren't good enough today, but we still won. That's a sign of a team. We've won one nil twice now, and and uh, the success is built upon them. I don't like them. I like scoring more goals in the opposition. You know, we we, we want to score goals, but we didn't look at it today. We looked completely off it. Um, can't really put your finger on it. Is that if you've got to give credit to, to the opposition? Because yeah, okay. So yeah, cr- ball, uh, I won't give credit to the club, but I'll give credit to the manager and the team. Yeah, um, they were they were they were outstanding. They they worked the system. I've said publicly in the week. I think Neil Hardley's one of the best managers out there to do what he does, week in, month out, year out. I think he's exceptional. Um, and uh, but we but we weren't good either. Um, we have to be honest with that. Um, but, but we won. The fans were excellent. The fans are brilliant. Uh, you want you wanted the Valley uh, crowd and <laughs> to, uh, to lift it. And yeah, well, sometimes well, their their fans were more interested in having a go at me than supporting the team. Our fans are more interested in having a go and supporting our team. That's what fans are there for. You must have expected that, though. I, I, I guess. Yeah, what's well, a naivety of a dent, isn't it? Um, but the thing is, though, yeah. But but if maybe if they give their team more support today, maybe they, they might have got a bit more out of it because um, it was, seemed to be pushed at me quite a lot. Um, at least they can go home and have a drink in Milton Keynes tonight. Um, I'll be allowed back in. <laughs> Does the um, uh, the difference between sides in this division, uh, when you've got players, and I don't just mean Ricky Holmes, who, who buried the finish, but... Mark I'll be honest with you today, I thought Billy Clark, Billy Clark, Tariq and Josh and Ricky were off it today. I thought that four were off it. We didn't look fluent, we didn't look aggressive in our play. Um, but, the, the, but the Mavericks, I say this all the time to you, and they produce, it wasn't a penalty. I've just seen it back. It wasn't a penalty. Um, Ricky said, good job. We would have missed it from 12 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's an important one for us. Um, 14 of the players now go off somewhere. They've got a mini break, um, which is what is needed this time of year. Um, they get away, they get some sun, and they come back ready and ready to go. Um, and that's important that we, that we give them the rest that their bodies need. 
I said Jay the Silver's not had the summer, not been not been on holiday. Ezra's the same. Uh, Ricky and Billy and Tariq look almost dead on the feet. So these players need a rest. Cashy, Jake. So they're, they're, that's rest time now. We'll make obviously we're going to make loads of changes anyway for the Wednesday game. We're going to play loads of the academy players, um, and then we're, we'll be back to full strength next Sunday against Truro, and we'll be without Cashy now with that booking. Um, but other than that, we'll be fit and ready to go. Uh, and, and these games coming up, you got the Checker Trade, you got the FA Cup, of course. Potentially a weekend international break as well. Does that? Do well, the beauty of what I've just been saying to, to the staff in there, um, I looked at the league table. I don't really normally do that right after the game. Um, and what I seen was, I think we're four points clear of fifth. So, if when we if we don't play, by the time we play again, I think it's MK Dons at home. Um, we'll be still fourth with two games in hand. Rather than outside the top six, needing them points to get you back in, and I think that's a really good place to be. And it puts pressure on the teams above you. Uh, Shrewsbury lost today. We can, uh, can only manage to draw, so us keep winning. <coughs> and arguably, uh, we were saying this. Uh, 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 well, well, listen, we're focused on Shrewsbury. Yeah. Arguably, today a game last season. I said, someone said to me at half time, we've seen the results, some very strange results with the Rotherham one and uh, and Wigan and and Shrewsbury and and. I think Bradford at the time of drawing. Someone said, "Listen, it's, it's, it's a big in this." I think Oxford at half time of drawing. I've only just looked when I come off the pitch and said to the players, "I've just been told that if you can go and win today, it'll make a big difference to everything above you." Um, and ourselves and Bradford, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, were the only teams to win in the top six. So in the last few weeks, we've been the only team that's took maximum points in that in that area. Um, that, that allows you to gain on the ones above. We know we we're way off today. We know we have to be better. Um, but we but we know we're getting better. And another clean sheet, which uh, which always uh, <coughs> yeah. um, is is something to be uh, to be proud of to to build on. Yeah, well, to be fair, it shows how bad the game was. I don't really recall there keeper or keeper making a save. I tell you what, I I watch all of our games back. I can tell you now, I will not watch that game again. <laughs> No, we said uh, on commentary that it was probably wasn't the most exciting 90 minutes. We've Underst- understatement, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but we also said beforehand, uh, and I mentioned it beforehand, we, you know, we, we struggled a little bit against um, AFC Wimbledon last season, lost at home. Uh, we didn't look like today we were under pressure. No. And that's the, that's the point I was going to get to. We looked we, strong. Uh, I mentioned it before, we've got a stronger underbelly, is the way I put it. Uh, would you would you agree that we are harder to, to beat? <laughs> Listen, you see, you, see, you see us constantly laughing and joking and, and together. Um, that mentality stands you in good stead, and that positivity helps you as well. So, listen, it's, it's a win at three points. It'll be one that we'll definitely forget the performance, but we'll always look back on the points and, and thankfully be thankfully taking them. Superbly well to win it off of uh, Maloney and now set up Ahern Grant on the left hand side of the penalty area. Ahern Grant, little step over, ball back across, oh, behind everybody. It's going to be picked up by Forster Kasky on the other side of the penalty area. Forster Kasky, left foot shot. Oh, what a goal! Oh, what a finish! Oh, 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 what a belter from Jake Forster Kasky to absolutely round off a glorious afternoon for the Addicts.
Welcome back to Chart Live. That was Carl after yesterday's victory against Wimbledon in fairly buoyant mood, um, having a little dig at the AFC Wimbledon fans. Now, again, going back to the fact that I was commentating and couldn't really hear the crowd, I could see they were chanting something at him. Um, what do you make of that? I mean, we don't want to get too involved in it because obviously it hasn't got a huge amount to do with Charlton, but the way he reacted, <laughs> do you expect okay. him to ignore it? Um, what do you think? Or do you just not worry about it at all? Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, to be fair, I mean, he was, he was. They said the same song, um, which obviously I won't be able to repeat because it has a naughty, naughty word in it. Um, but I mean, in terms of, I mean, that they've got their, they've got their opinion on him from when his time at MK, which everyone's entitled to. They give him abuse. He has a little bit of a, bit of a dig at the end of the game, and so so be it. You know, if you big enough to give it out, I'm, I'm in that cape. You give it out, you know, and they'll say, oh, it's only banter, or might be hate. I don't know, but. In my opinion, he had a bit back and just man up and take it. You know what I mean. So, but yeah, he obviously goes and have a nice pint in his local in MK and um, <laughs> would have uh, been a nice night for him. But uh, yeah, he, he, they, he did have a point though. They didn't really get they only sung the odd song. It was mainly towards him, mm. which was a bit weird. What do you make of his comments around Cashy? I mean, we're going to talk about the booking in more detail later. He's obviously gutted to miss him for the FA Cup game. Yeah. Do you reckon he wanted to say anything more than that? No, no, no. way. No, I reckon it, he, he probably had a go at Ahmed. <laughs> I reckon he's gone right. Listen, you're, I reckon he's fined him a week's wages. I reckon. <laughs> no, I think he's um, secretly delighted that he was unfortunate to get booked. That's tough, wasn't it? Because uh, he had a red mist and stopped throwing getting in. Tough decision. Which, and he misses the Truro game, which he was going to be the first name on the team sheet. You'd imagine so. so. Yeah, so it is a shame. It is a shame. So, uh, that was Carl speaking after AFC Wimbledon. We're going to move on to your emails, I think, mm. now. Um, and we start with one from Chris Davin, as always. So, thanks for your email, Chris. Uh, it says, got home from work, saw the score, another win. Um, I asked those who were there and the consensus was Wimbledon were crap. We were crap. Awful game. Ricky Holmes doing a Ricky Holmes won it for us. Uh, just looked at the stats. We had one shot on target. They had no shots on target. Not exactly a classic then, but a win's a win and the invincible Shrewsbury lost. So a good day all round. We move on. Which I think just about sums that up. Uh, Paul Griffiths has emailed. Uh, Dear Chart and Live team, well, another three points yesterday and that's of course the main thing. Uh, For most of yesterday, I and most around me were sure there'd be one mistake at the back or a break and the Dons would win 1-0, which is something you mentioned earlier. Uh, And I was to ensure one of those gloomy long drives back down the A3 to Portsmouth. But thankfully, no. Up stepped our man Ricky Holmes with a moment of magic to send us home happy. I'm convinced that last season we would have lost this game, much like we did against Wimbledon this time last year. So, yeah, that's an interesting point because Terry mentioned it to Carl uh, in his post-match and said, you know, maybe last year we would have lost this. You mentioned it as well about not feeling as nervous as you have in previous years. Is there more more steel and determination in this back four? Because we have conceded a lot of goals compared to where we are in the league. But mm. as I say, that clean sheet record in the last few games speaks for itself. Do you think we're becoming more resilient now? Yeah, I think we are. I think we've got to settle back four. I think um, I think it always helps. You know, obviously Jay was here last year and Ez was here last year. Paddy was here last year. So... Obviously, Nabs wasn't, but I think that settled. Even though Amos wasn't, you know, Amos had that pedigree of being a good goalie. Even though a lot of, you know, a lot of Bolton fans didn't particularly like him, I just think we seemed a lot more settled this year. And I think just uh, must be the way they've been coached. Mm. Um, we do look a bit more solid. Um, I mean, in terms of people passing us off the pitch, it's not that it's just always been set plays. But I still get a bit nervous sometimes, but because I don't like him anyway. But uh, yeah. 
but yeah, we do seem a lot more a lot more steely and a lot more determined in defensively. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, Paul, sorry, carries on. Uh, it was a scrappy game. The Dons clearly had come for a point, shown by their goalkeeper being booked for time wasting with twenty five minutes to go, uh, which made me and Terry laugh commentating. <laughs> he soon dove up though. We only Dano, didn't he? Yeah, second time. Uh, other than the block on the line, uh, which I think was forced to Kaski, I can't. Re- uh, I can't remember us. Oh no, sorry, that's the volley from Fosu. Uh, I can't remember us having any genuine chances. And did their keeper have a save to make? I don't think so, but I don't think Not either really, did. No. Um, so a memorable afternoon for two reasons. Ricky's wonder goal and Cashy's bizarre handball throwing block. I joked to my dad at the time that it was almost like he was trying to get booked to miss a cup game, only to discover last night that could have been true. Uh, <laughs> so on to next week in the magic of the FA Cup. Uh, cup fever's really struck um, with uh, somebody he shares an office with at work being a massive Truro City fan. Um, as they went through the qualifying rounds, we were counting them down until they would be in the hat with us. When the draw happened, it was almost like it was meant to be. Hopefully there'll be more fans to the Valley than the 15 of us who occupied the away end when they played Haven't and Waterlooville last month. Um, after an excellent late winner, the Truro team did more than the traditional clapping of the away fans. They came right over and shook hands with every single one of us. And he's attached a photo to prove it, which I've seen, and <laughs> that's definitely happened. Uh, so at least next Sunday, I have plenty of company on the drive up to the Valley. Thanks as ever for all your fabulous work at Chart and Live and the wonderful podcast twice a week. You're very welcome, Paul. Thank you for your email. Uh, next email is from Samuel. Uh, he says, I, this is an interesting one, actually. Um, I think McGuinness gets away with murder. He's too slow to beat a man, not smart enough to use the strength he does have. He's constantly on the wrong side of the defender, meaning any attacking breakthroughs from the midfield are wasted. In total, he doesn't have a football brain. His problem isn't fatigue or lack of competition. It's a fundamental lack of ability. His divine right to start every game frustrates me. He disappears from games and won't get us promoted. Um... So as I say, an interesting point of view. Now, I'm of the opinion that with the formation we have and the way we play, McGuinness is a, a vital part of that. I think his hold-up play is good and I think he weighs in in his fair share of goals. But he is the only striker we've got. He does come in for criticism sometimes when he goes games without scoring, the likes of the Plymouth game where he had chances and missed them. I mean, what do you make of the comments? What do you make of McGuinness as a whole? Um, to an extent, I I don't agree with totally, that, but I can understand... Uh, sometimes the only thing that frustrates me with Josh is if the ball does get played long, which is very rare. Mm. But yesterday, it he did does. A lot. Yeah, he does seem sometimes, well, not all the time, because I really like Josh. It just comes because sometimes he doesn't put as much. It just he it seems like as a lazy jump. If that, it's just like a, you just jump towards without any sort of purpose sometimes. But mm. um, that maybe that was just yesterday. But it was a bit frustrating yesterday. But. But then you've got games where he's unplayable, so I can understand probably, especially after yesterday's performance, what that emails come from. But yeah. um, I wouldn't say that it's like every week, um, but I can I can relate to it in, in in some sort of way. But I think Josh is mustard. But I, I mean, can I know where he's saying. We've been talking about the fact that if he got was to get injured, we might struggle to get promoted because we wouldn't have a striker. I mean, Samuel's suggesting here that if he's the only striker we have, we won't get promoted. Uh, I think we know we need another striker anyway, but obviously it depends on names. But would you mm. still expect, come January, once transfer window's finished, irrespective of who we get in, would you still expect Josh to be our starting striker? Yeah, I think so. I think he will be. But um, the two we get, uh, I think we'll pu- we'll push. I think it'll push him. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get two different ones. I think we'll get someone similar to Josh, and I think you'll also get a, a different sort of one, like a like a Steffi Mavadidi sort of player. Mm. I think a wide sort of inside forwardy player um but yeah i mean yeah i think he'll be 
I think it's clear that Josh is, and I think, and I think deservedly so. I think there's more good games that Josh has that he doesn't. Yeah, I think his shooting's improved from last year. Um, so yeah, but I mean, if if we're not going to get promoted with Josh, we're not doing having a bad crack at it mm. at the moment, are we? But um, get your views in if you've got an opinion on Josh McGuinness at Chart and Live Studio at ChartLive.co.uk. Suddenly you mentioned Mavadidi there. Mm. Um, obviously, Arsenal played their youngsters in a the uh, League Cup the other day and I, I heard a rumour that we were quite close to getting the guy who scored uh, their Kataya. two goals but he's a lo- that, local lad born in Lucian. yeah so that might have blown that unfortunately with those two goals but never mind yeah. um, Mark Newbury's emailed in thanks Mark uh, he says evening chaps whilst yesterday's game won't be classed as a classic by anyone's standards we'd have to agree that the team last year would have probably lost that one that seems a popular consensus uh, we're showing patience in a lot of our play and teams are not letting us play our normal game by pressing high on our defence, so it's down to us to break down these types of opposition. I was excited to see Mark Marshall with his cameo, but feel it would benefit us to go two up front if Marshall plays as he looks like he can deliver a cross. Couldn't understand why Ricky and Fosu started on the different wings than normal, as it threw out the link play and made Cashy and JFC work harder than they needed in the first 30 minutes. Hopefully we don't take, uh, play too much of a weakened team against Truro next week as the third round should be the target at least and we'll come to the FA Cup a bit later on. Um, so yeah, pressing our defence we, we've mentioned. What do you think about his, his idea of if we're going to play Mark Marshall going 4-4-2? Um, Can you see Carl ever doing that? No. Uh, I think if you did, you obviously you'd have Cash and JFC but then I think you lose... Well, I think with a 4-4-2, I think you could, that's if you're going to have... People, like you said, people, two wingers, overlapping, crosses into the box, great. But I think we play better when we have someone like Clarkie or Reevesy in that little hole drifting in and out. Mm. I think we're more fluid. I think when you have a four-four-two, I think you're, you're less, you're more reluctant to be as fluid. So you won't have people moving across each other. You, you're, it's just a set, structured way as you go up as a unit. Whereas when you have the three, you've got more, you've got more space to manoeuvre and stuff. So yeah. I can't say, so I prefer... The four two three one or whatever you want to call mm. it, uh, I think four four two sort of it's good, it's okay, but I think you're restricted in how you can your attacking movement per mm. se. I mean, he mentions Marshall there. We saw glimpses of his pace yesterday. Made an impact by giving the ball out wide in the build up to the goal. Um, I don't know if anyone will have noticed, but he then legged it up to make it into the box. Obviously, Ricky got fouled in the free kick that led to the goal. Um, but he's someone we've been crying out to see. Um, obviously, we can't judge him too much on his performance yesterday, but how do you see his involvement in the next few weeks and months? Because obviously, Fosu's performed so well, you don't want to upset him, but do you reckon mm. he's going to come straight in now after the FA Cup game and start playing league games? Or do you think he's got a couple of introductions off the bench? What do you reckon? Well, it's, it's, it's in his, the ball's in his court now. He's going, to have two ga- he's going to have two games in seven days, I would imagine, against Portsmouth and Fulham. Mm. Um and then obviously the, the the main thing is obviously that his his recovery is complete and he doesn't have anything any other niggles like he did, you know, with the Bradford thing where he sort of had a bit of a setback. Mm. So that's the main thing. Um, and then we'll see how he plays because it's going to take him a good. So if we've got to remember, so even though he's now in the squad, he's still not fully fit. It's still going to take him two, three, four, five games to get up to match fitness. So um, just I think we should just let him concentrate on that first and then not. not expect too much from him but obviously if he does then it's fantastic but I, I'm not going to expect too much from him for Just at least until the end of November little, middle of November little side point on him did you notice his shorts yesterday I can't say I was looking at his shorts well, mate if well, I'm honest, <laughs> you know. I don't know what you were looking so, for mate yeah well I, I mentioned this Terry, <laughs> don't say it in public Tom once don't. I mentioned it Terry then said he'd wanted to but also felt a bit nervous well, are they got, tight he's got them tucked up you know like Ronaldo does when he's training 
tucked them up. Almost, oh, well, like, put, like pulled up the groin all. Mm. Yeah, that's what but I do. Barley's I do that in the bedroom, yeah. In the bedroom, not not on the pitch, though. <laughs> not just at work. In front of 12,000 people. <laughs> just seemed very, very strange. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. It didn't make any difference, but you keep a lookout for that in the, in recent uh, upcoming games. I'm sure everyone will. Mm. That's just also on shorts while we're at it as well. In the, uh, <laughs> Is this an infatuation of yours, Tom? In the huddle after the game. No, somebody posted this on Twitter. Uh, uh, photo of the huddle after the game. Cashy pulled someone's shorts down. Robinson. Uh, yeah, was it? No, I don't. <laughs> It'd be funny. It was it definitely some one of the other players, but I didn't see whose it was. But yeah, a lot of shorts-based uh, stuff going on at the club. Um, have we had any tweets? Yes, we have. <laughs> let's, Got, uh, let's move back to the game. Yeah, someone's uh, shorts. No, no joking. No joking. <laughs> There'll be one now. Someone yeah, will tell us. Yeah, I bet. Um, right, I'll do Reese's one last because he's um, okay. sent a couple of points in. Cool. Um, so we've got. Um, uh, Mark, Mark CFC45 said uh, AFC came for a point so I suppose it's a gauge of how far we've come under Robbo Clark lovely technical player but games like that passing by which we sort of alluded to earlier it w- was difficult for him mm. to sort of when you've got two holding players and he's like, what he's supposed to be one that flitting in between they had the two but then they also had Jimmy or Trotter yeah. just in front of them so the only way he was going to get involved was by drifting out wide. And we said the other week when he was played out wide, how ineffective he is yeah, there. So yeah. you are going to get games like that, but it's just, that's just the way it goes. And at least we've now got the options of Reeves and Marshall as well. Exactly. So. And, you know, so you're going to get games like that. Um, Robert Snow uh, mentioned about, um, could we be in a position if a takeover happens that Cole gets a sack when we are in a play, when we are in playoff positions? Well, Carl said it himself, hasn't he? Yeah. Carl jokingly said, "If the takeover happens, he'll be gone." Uh, I mean, we were going to maybe mention the takeover. Um, I don't know how much time we'll have for that, but mm. it doesn't. We haven't really heard anything more, have we, at the moment? Yeah. But I, it's a crazy, wouldn't we? Really? It would be. But common thing is that if you're a new owner, you do look to sack sack the manager and get your own person in. But I agree but with I th- you. I think it'd be mad to I do it. I think if they if they if they, if if it did happen, um, which I'm still dubious about, if it does happen. And they did that. I don't think you're going to be starting off on the right foot with the fans, are you? I mm. think. But um, we'll wait and see. Uh, Charlton Exile backed up what we were talking about to Silver earlier. He said, I thought the Silver was outstanding yesterday. Contender for man of the match. Um, and he also turned off when Carl was talking, as per usual. So we let him know. <laughs> her know. I can't, don't know if it's male or female. Um, and Reese's one. Let me go on Reese's ones now. Where are you, mate? Uh, right, here we go. Uh, so Reese was delighted with the points yesterday. We'll happily take a one nil, no matter who it's against. But it was probably the worst home performance of the season, other than Wigan. We weren't awful, but we just couldn't create anything. But to win when you're not playing well is the sign of champions. Which something we, we've mentioned earlier. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He said defence and defensive mids. I thought were terrific again with Cashy, Bauer, and De Silva, the standout players, not allowing them a shot on goal all game. Wimbledon were a po- were happy with a point and sat defensive, which made it harder. But still fought Fosu Holmes before the goal and Clark had off days um, and then he said he used to have a lot of time for Wimbledon after that, what their fans did but not anymore uh, and hope they go down strong <laughs> uh, <laughs> say what you see um, still still can't understand why they so weirdly obsessed with Robinson or because he managed a team they hate which we again we alluded to earlier mm. but um, yeah I, I, I mean we did say a bit earlier in terms of them I think the things they were saying was a bit um were a bit derogatory, but them up, yeah, perhaps. it did. But it, you know, it happens, and you're in a football game, and things like that happen. So, yeah. But who had the last laugh? That's all <laughs> I got to say. Be interesting for the rematch, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that groundsman doesn't attack him again. But uh, yeah, and I think that's it for now. Let me just double check. 
Let me refresh. Oh, oh, Garmy Head Chef's coming late. Here we go. It'll be a shorts related one. Yeah. Uh, it was Ricky who got pantsed by Cashy. Told you. See, so uh... you, nah, let me. I'm going to respond to Mark. <laughs> okay. Need to get out more. In, in the meantime, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just mention a, a couple of bits of club news. Um, yesterday was Women's Day at the Valley. Um, there were, uh, I assume, some of the younger girls players yeah. uh, around the ground collecting money. I think they raised over six hundred pound. I read mm. somewhere, which is obviously brilliant. Um, a pull out in the program about the women's team. I think Kim Dixon was in the club shop signing autographs um, and some pitch side interviews pre-game. Um, on the pitch, Charlton women took on Basildon today. Um, Charlton were 2-0 down at half-time. Obviously, I, I don't ever want the women to lose, but so far the only time they've lost in the league is when we were there. So yeah. I did feel a bit like, finally, we weren't going to be a bad omen. Um, Charlotte Gurr did one get, back in, uh, get one back Sorry, in the second half. But Basildon held on, uh, 1-2-1. So it's eight wins and two defeats, but still four points clear at the top of the table. Mm. Um, and good for them to get a bit of publicity around the club yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there was quite a few of the first teamers there. The, when we done when we went and watched the women's game, you know, the the, yeah. the one who was doing the commentating for the game, she was there yeah. collecting as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was following it today and it was another a couple of defensive errors, um, which, which happened at West Ham and which we gave the game away. And obviously yeah. we fell a bit short today, so... Uh, yeah, it's disappointing, but the development team won today. I think they won ten one or something. Yeah, they um, did very well, didn't they? So yeah, the younger lot. So yeah, I mean, it's it's all good at the moment. So we're still still in a good position. Mm. Um, we just need to keep that going, and then obviously because I know the rules are a bit different in terms of promotion and stuff for the women yeah. football. Yeah, they have to apply, think. don't they? I think yeah, which they which were looking I've, to do. So. Yeah, and I, and if 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 we carry on the way we go, we could have a good opportunity of going up one. So because I think we're in the equivalent of League One of yeah. women football, yeah, aren't we? we are. So. Um, yeah, so disappointing day, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll come around and turn it around because we've got some good players in there, so. especially my favourite player, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> she's not listening. Well, she might be, I suppose. I doubt it, but yeah, she's, she's got a hat trick of free kicks the other week, so anyone who does that is an amazing player. <laughs> if you're listening, Ricky, <laughs> need two more next week. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the second point was just to mention Sue Gallup. Yeah. Uh, she's worked at the club as uh, looking after all the mascots for well, 40 years now, isn't it? Is it I'm, only jo- I'm only joking. I so. thought it was 50 soon. <laughs> We won't be seeing her anytime no, soon. No, we won't. Um, but it was her last game working yeah. with the club yesterday. Saw some photos with her. I think Jacko did a nice speech in the, in the dressing room before or after the game. Um, so we've worked with her on the show for a few years as well. Um, and she'll be missed, won't she? Yeah, so she's a lovely, lovely woman. She's done um, lots for the club and mm. looks after a lot of people. A lot of work that's probably unnoticed that a lot of fans probably might not know. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't know. But... Um, Obviously, she's got all reasons for. Um, I think she's got a nice new house now, isn't she? Yeah. So, um, and she obviously wants to come back as a fan because when you're working on a Saturday, you might not be able to enjoy it as much. I don't know. You'll have to. There's a, I could understand why, but um, yeah, I wish her all the best. Uh, what she uh, her next chapter is. Mm. Hopefully, we'll see her back in here soon. Cause it's say, been a while. Always welcome on here, Sue. Yeah. Um, right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll discuss that uh, that cashy booking um, and hear from you. If uh, so, get your tweets in about what you would do to ensure that you get a yellow card. Back in about a minute. Swinging to the into the box, it's a flick on from beginning. Yeah! Oh, Charlton grabbed the equaliser. I think it could have been Bauer on the line, but McGinnis's initial header. 
And quite how we've done it, I've no idea, but Charlton are back on level terms. mascots there always forget to turn them down oh warn me <laughs> sorry about that yeah. uh welcome back to chart live looking back at charlton's victory against afc wimbledon with nathan muller um if you have got any more views to get in uh that you can uh tweet us at chart live email us studio at chartonlive.co.uk uh what you made of the game the season so far the upcoming cup games if you give any interest in them at all um, and what would you do to get a book in? So, Akmed Kashi. Uh, we discussed it briefly when summing up the game. At the time, I had no idea what had happened, really. Um, but So, kind of missed the incident. Because where we sit when we commentate, you can't really see that touchline that well. Um, but saw him around the guy taking the throw-in. Uh, and then happily trot away after receiving a card. Uh, social media then noticed, uh, noted that that would mean he would be banned against uh, Truro rather than a league game. Um, now, we've seen that in the past. Uh, I remember David Beckham famously doing it for England um, and then admitting it straight after in a post-match press conference. Um, Carl's official line is, we'll be without him for Truro. Uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I was gutted. You know, I'm pretty sure. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, um, he just stopped the throwing, but I said, said, said off air, I don't know if anyone else noticed when we got awarded the free kick that we scored from, if... Um, the protest that Ahmed was doing with the ref about it should have been a penalty. And then the ref's got his Gillette, Mac, uh, Gillette shaving gel out, whatever it is, shaving spray. foam. Put it on the floor and Cashy's kicked it, kicked the spray away. <laughs> and then the ref started having a go at him and I thought, all oh, the geezer's on one. And then obviously we've scored and then he's obviously got booked after. So he's obviously after something. He might, But in my opinion, I just thought he had a couple of red miss moments and he's probably sitting there gutted, crying that he was missing the Truro game. Yeah, I have to say, when he um, walked away from it, he did look yeah, very distressed. Yeah, he did look distraught about it. But um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is and we'll we'll miss him now. Only only he'll, he'll know what he meant what, if he'd done it on purpose. <laughs> I don't want to get him in trouble. So I don't know. Can you get in trouble for that? Oh, we, were t- t- we were talking about it after the game when we were waiting for Carl to come in and we were saying, obviously, it, it's a bit of gamesmanship, but... Can you really? I mean, I think I think you can. I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, there was someone else who'd done it, wasn't there? I don't know. Well, but, there was someone else apart from like Danny Mills used to do it at Christmas, didn't he? And people like that, you know, and they used to make but sure. There's something they got... in the rules that's a deliberate foul. So if he's deliberate, it's a deliberate going against the rules, isn't it? Surely, mm. I don't know. It's a difficult one because how would they prove that he's done it on purpose? You'd rather him do that though and just hack someone down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we then moved <laughs> it's on a bit to. Harsh on that person. <laughs> I was thinking of. If I had to get a booking, how would I do it? Um, I thought maybe one of those take one for the team tackles. So when the other team's breaking away, you just hack someone down because that's usually guarantees a yellow card. Um, I thought two that you could do if you score are obviously take your shirt off or jump into the crowd. But if if that's not a goal and you just take your shirt off mid-game or jump in the crowd mid-game, obviously you're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I think if... if I don't know, if I needed a yellow card, if the referee was proper pony, I'd just go up to him, 
get a yellow card out of his pocket and book him or send him off and <laughs> yeah. then you'd get booked. Like Gaza, Gaza did that once, yeah. didn't he? Book the, uh... Just do that. Yeah. And then at least, you know, it's a bit of banter and then, you, and then everyone just forgets about it. It's funny. <laughs> I have to say, oh, I did enjoy it yesterday. Yeah, it was It's just weird. It, was, I was, it happened and I looked at Paul and I was like, what the hell's happening here? And I was... And then as you, once the penny drops, you're thinking, oh, you clever man. <laughs> I don't know who would have told him. I wonder if someone would have told him, though. Or do you reckon as he sat there and thought, you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? Know. Do you reckon yeah. he sat there in person and go, oh, yeah. it's better me get being banned for the Truro game. Or whether or he sat down with the analyst who said, yeah. oh, you've got one more booking left. Yeah, well, as Robbo said something, or as Nab said something. I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. But either way, the decision... Um, you know, his red miss moment has mm. cost him the game against Truro. He has, yeah, as uh, you say, he's going to be gutted about that. But yeah, I'd rather him miss the Truro game than Shrewsbury or something like that. So. Just while we're on Cashy, there was an interesting piece I think Rich Crawley wrote in the week as well, saying that if we don't go up, we're going to struggle to keep hold of him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you agree with oh, that? Massive, yeah. He shouldn't be at this level. Yeah. But I think the only reason he's playing this year is because he probably owes us for being 18 months out and he's been picking up a wage and we've helped him with his rehab. But when he was appeared in that weird thing like a kinder egg or whatever it was <laughs> do you remember like a spaceship yeah. like more Mindy yeah. or something but but um yeah i think he, if we don't go up I'd, I'd want him to stay of course i do because he's the uh, love of my life but yeah um, i was gonna say he's made his way into your twitter bio in recent yeah weeks, mate he's, yeah, I, I love the man him and him and Nab, nabs is getting up there now and them two are best mates so yeah. hopefully one day i'll be one of their best mates yeah you reckon yeah no, that'll like, be no. the new <laughs> if we're ever looking for new chart and live team well, yeah, you we've and got, them too. We got you. Maybe we'll have a double date. You, you, and you and Freddie Olvestad. Yeah, and me and Ahmed. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever here is Olvestad still banging in the goals at Plymouth Burnley under 19s or whatever. Under he's doing. 23s. It's two and two. I think he's on. Oh, I, a bowler. I haven't googled him for a couple of days though, so I don't know how he's got on recently. I'll, uh, right, we'll have a we'll have a quick thirty second break, and when we come back, we'll look at the upcoming games uh, that Charlton have got. So Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday in the next uh, coming weeks. Taking his man on clock, does really well as well to do so. Now he's on to take on Buchanan, keeping the ball. Lovely ball into Konza to the touchline. Konza reverse ball back to Forster Kaske, and there's the third, and it's game over and three points for Charlton. Nathan's just shanked a skittle way wide of the bin. It <laughs> was a throw. More, more Jake Forster Kasky than Ricky Holmes. That it's like one of Rob Elliott's throws, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to pick that up later on. <laughs> right, uh, uh, so we've got, what, 10, 15 minutes left of Charlton Live tonight. Um, let's look ahead to the upcoming games. And we start against Fulham under-23s uh, in the uh, Check Yourself trophy. Um, we haven't played it for, what, eight weeks? It seems like ages since we last played a game. It's a shame, isn't it? It was a win at Crawley. Was that the game George Lapsley scored? Yes. Yeah, so we've, we've started it okay. Um, I don't know anything about Fulham under 23s. I know Olverstad doesn't play for them. Um, <laughs> how, how do you set up going into there? I mean, Robbo's named his side, hasn't he? I think. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going to rest players. Think I think that's the right I, call. I think I can write the team out if I remember it, but yeah. I'll, I'll do it whilst I'm talking. So, um, yeah, I mean, the check yourself. It's, oh, I don't like it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't, I can't stand it, but. Um, yeah, I, I think Fulham have used, they usually have a quite a good academy, don't they? So I can imagine they're going to be quite a difficult team. Um, but again, I've not been an avid follower. But if anyone else does follow the under Fulham, Fulham under twenty three, and let us know. 
Um, but yeah, if for us, we've just got to concentrate on giving people games the types that you know, see what Dodo can do and give um, a Rebo a go. And there's a, there'll be a new new defender with Cummins. He'll be playing. I know that. Um, I'm just writing it down there, Anthony. And then who's who did he say was going to be right back? Who will it be? Dick Steele, maybe. No, he's going to be a centre half, I think. So you got Jacko, K A G Reeves, and then uh, uh, who's on the left? Who's who's on the be- who's who's playing? Oh, uh, Marshy. Yeah. So as, as far as I can, oh, that's it. You have got Barnley. You there? So I'm, I'm, I've got the team. So what he said is prepped this, shouldn't we? Really? Yeah. So you got deal, you'll have you'll have deals in goal. Yeah. You got Barnes at right back. You'll have Anthony Jick Steele and Joe Cummins at centre back. Left back, he's not too sure yet, so I don't know if he's if what he's going to do about Pagey because he doesn't know if he's fit yet. Mm. You'll have a rebound, Jacko, and then you'll have uh, Grant on the right, Reevesy in the middle, Marshy on the left, and then Dodo up top or Grant or Marshy either side. So if that that's the team he's come out with. So I think that's a, you're giving people games where they need it, like like Reevesy and Marshy. Mm. And you've got a little sprinkle of um, Youngs as well. Dills is going to get a nice go, which he should be playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a time for us to just give people some minutes, really, and uh, see how we go. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you. I'm not too fussed about how we actually do in the tournament. But as you say there, there's youngsters who are going to get the chance to play first-team football who wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And you've got the likes of Marshall and Reeves and Ahern Grant who we're going to call upon for the first team at times this season and they're going to get some, some minutes as well. So... Mm. Obviously, the idea of bringing these under-23 teams in is to try and improve youth football in England, and they're they're looking at that from a Premier League view. But actually, when we look at it, it's an opportunity for us to do it as well within mm. the rules. So, good opportunity for those players, you think? Yeah, no, it is, and it's you got people like you know, like Grant Reeves and Marshy, and possibly to an extent Dodo, where they're gonna they're gonna have to they want to play well, obviously, but there is, it's time to put a performance in that might start kickstart their season a little bit. Mm. I mean. In terms of the back five, like the all four defenders and deals, they're probably not so going to change that much. Yeah. So it's mainly for them getting minutes and just to just to have a like a professional game and not the under twenty three. So um, and Jacko, obviously, we know he's not going to be pushing, but it's just like you say, it's just ideal for people to be fresh and keep fresh, and especially if we have the the following Saturday off as well. Yeah, you, you're going to come down and watch. You're that interested? When, when is it Tuesday? On Wednesday. Uh, when Wednesday, I'll be able to. I can do the Wednesday one. I can't do the Tuesday one. I can do the Wednesday. Yeah, I think for anyone who is thinking of coming down, I think they're only opening West Lower. Yeah, I think um, they're only doing it for the all three games. Yeah, they? and I think it's going to be. A, I think it's ten pound a ticket. Um, so yeah, good chance to see some players you wouldn't usually. And then on the opposite side, I suppose gives the likes of people like Josh, who we've been calling out to get a rest. Likes of Cashy, who, as you said earlier, come back from a bad injury and played a lot of minutes. Give them a break as well. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Hopefully we can. Uh, so for me, it's mainly about performance, not about mm. result. To be mm. honest, obviously I don't want to get better five nil, but <laughs> no, no one does. Yeah, it's mainly just to get some good minutes for Reezy and Marshy. Yeah. So then Sunday we then go into another cup game. This time the FA Cup against Truro. Um, how do you view that in terms of its importance compared to the Trekker trade? Now for me, I I love a cup run. Um, I think Fulham away in the promotion season under Power was one of my favourite away days we've had you'd argue didn't really distract us despite the fact we got thumped we seem to play quite a strong team obviously we've got a couple of rounds to go before we get to the third round and obviously there's no guarantee we draw a big team but do you take that a bit more seriously yeah I, I've always liked the FA Cup and apart from the I don't want another Norfolk Victoria moment mm. so 
Um, I'd yeah, of course, because we've got to get past Truro first. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want, I don't want to play play a weakened team per se in in inverted commas. But I wouldn't, might you know, if we could rest Josh, um, then he can have a full week off. But then again, he goes away for international the week after. So yeah. I would, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play against Truro, um, and he just gets this week off. Um, but yeah, I'd hopefully would have a bit of a stronger team and play a lot more first teamers against Truro. Yeah, especially if you got. We got obviously we've got Fulham Wednesday and then we've got Truro on a Sunday and then Portsmouth on Tuesday. I mean, whoever does that, I, I have no idea who's done that. It, as I say, considering it's we haven't played a checker trade game for absolute weeks as well, it's mad. Yeah, it's silly. And uh, for anyone who hasn't heard Thursday's show or hasn't seen this Valley Pass anyway, uh, it's a great feature at the moment on, on Valley Pass, which is about 10 minutes long and it's uh, a day in the life of Carl Robinson. Uh, really interesting to see an insight into what his day is like behind the scenes, uh, a lot of it based at Sparrows Lane. But one bit there which was interesting was uh, he goes and meets Chris Parks, the club secretary, um, and they have a big wallboard with all of the fixtures on and he's discussing different players that he can and can't use within the rules. So he's obviously looking at, at changing his squad around and as we've heard, he's already picked his side for for uh, Wednesday. But I wonder whether uh, Leon Best will perhaps be considered for, for any of those games as well and whether what possibility there is of playing him. Yeah, that's what I mean. So obviously, he'll be playing behind the door for a game this week. Mm. Um, if he, if Depending on his fitness, um, you'd hope it'd have to be obviously registered in time. So I'd say if he's obviously not signed by Friday, then I think it's we probably won't. But I think it would be a good... I think it would be a good thing if it was like if you had Marshy and Dodo start one of the checker trade games, maybe. Um or even maybe even Leon Best for the cup uh, for the Truro game. Yeah, but um, it all depends, I suppose, on how Cole and the team see him being fit enough. What about the likes of uh, Hackett Fairchild, George Lapsley? As I say, we saw saw them play at Crawley earlier in the season. We haven't really heard anything about either of those mm. yet. And it, as I say, I don't think Carl mentioned them playing on on Wednesday. Would you see them having any involvement in the next game? Yeah, because they're they're players we've talked about a lot. Really, for considering their age and where they are in terms of their chart and development. Yeah, I think they'll get. I think they'll be on the in the squad at least. I don't know if Joe Dodo will play both games. You, you, you might have Rico that will play one, and then um, Dodo will play the other. I don't know, but um, I, they'll definitely be. They'll definitely get minutes. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would just depend on what this, what, what how the game goes, I suppose. But um, I think you've got. We should use these two games very. Um, very wisely because there's not. I don't see the point in playing your first team for f- three games in a week for yeah. two of the games you don't really care about getting inverted commas but um, it's, it's it's an ideal for like I said the under 23s league it is, you know it's got to be done and you know it is football when they're still learning but I still think it's a good thing for the youngsters to play in professional games yeah. in cup competitions and in, in front of a bigger crowd that they would have at an under 23 game so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. Hopefully, Lewis Page can pl- will play a part in one of their games. I don't know if he'll play this we- uh, this Tuesday, this Wednesday. Wednesday. I think he'll probably play the Wednesday game. But yeah, it all depends how we play. So obviously, I've never seen Joe Cummins before. Yeah. Sure he came from Sheffield United, didn't he last yeah, year? Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Good to see Joe Rebo again because I liked him when he burst on the scene. Then he sort of fizzled out a little bit. Yeah, I he struggled, hasn't he, for time? Yeah. We've seen obviously Konza get a bit more time in the last few weeks, but uh, just really down to Pierce's injury. So you'd think it's going to take an injury to JFC or Kashi for him to come in, and obviously yeah. we don't really want that. Um, what do you make of? So 
I think after the last international break, I can't think what the first game back was. It Doncaster. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. And we sort of started that a bit sluggishly. Do you worry that we've given these players a rest? I mean, we'll look into whether they played a week after or not in a second. But either way, if they the first team players aren't playing for either of the Czech trade or the FA Cup games, do you worry that that might ruin our kind of momentum and our run? Because as I say, we are seven games unbeaten now. We're on a good run of form. Do you worry that that might upset that or are you not too fussed? Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, if the Shrewsbury game does go off, I think Carl will probably play another high-intense game here at the mm. Valley um, like he did before. Um, so they'll still get minutes per se, but like they wouldn't be you know, a, like a proper competitive fixture. And you've it's the risk you have when you have do have international breaks, but... The other alternative is if you're starting, you're starting a game without Jada Silva, Ezri Konza and Josh McGuinness. Yeah. The alternative doesn't look that much more appealing. So, um, yeah, you you have an element of, but then you could work, but you could work both ways. You know, you can have Josh that will come back. He might score a hat trick away on Northern I for Northern Ireland, and then he come back buzzing. Whereas if he didn't go away, he wouldn't have had that. So you, you, I think it could work both ways. Both ways. I mean, we haven't heard yet. We were talking to Jada Silva actually while we were waiting for him to have his interview about whether he would get picked or not. He hasn't won't find out. I think until later this week. Um, I mean, what would you rather? Would you rather? Obviously, there's a we're likely thing is Josh is going to go. Um, mm. You would imagine Jada Silva as captain will go. The query really will be around Esri Konza. Um, if those two were missing, would you rather, or sorry, all three were missing, would you rather call the game off and have to go up to Shrewsbury on a Tuesday night and have that three, basically a three-week break before MK Dons? Or would you rather play it? You know, if Joe Dodu or, or Leon Best or someone comes in, scores two in a cup game, would you think, well, let's go ahead and carry on and play? Yeah, uh, I think if we had, um, so I think if, if, if Pagey was more, more along from his rehab, then I'd probably be a little bit more comfortable because I think, like you said, Nabs will come in. Yeah, fine. Pagey, half fit, you know, that'll be fine. But I don't know how far along his rehab is, so I think it's a bit of a risk. So then who are you going to play there? You're going to have to bring Barnsley in or you're going to have to put Jacko there. I think that's a bit of a risk against the Shrewsbury team when they've got a tricky winger, aren't they, Junior Brown? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then like you said, Dodo Warbley on best, maybe. But I'd rather, you know, listen, they have lost... Mm. but they're no mugs you know they're still a decent team so I still think we should take them seriously and I'd rather our best 11 even if it would be on a Tuesday I'd rather that than um, just go up there with a weakened squad because yeah. I think the way they, they lost that now if we if we went up there and lost that game I think that would be huge I think yeah. we need to at least get a draw there and obviously points on the board are more important but yep. when you look at the table at the moment seven points off with one game in hand If if we do have that second game in hand of course it doesn't guarantee us six points but You'd argue we're in a pretty good place for this stage of the season, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah, exactly. And you'd look like Robbo said in his interview, we, we, we'll be sitting fourth with two games in hand instead of sitting outside the playoffs. And mentally, that could be so because not only for like you said, we're not guaranteed the six points. We might not get the six points, but yeah. for the people above you, in, on, above you in the league, they're looking at us going like, "You've got a decent chance side here, two games in hand." We've they're putting themselves under pressure and. Mm. That could prove in our favour, but obviously we've got to win those games first. Um, but yeah, no, I'd rather definitely call it off first. I just, I just don't think there's much point. If we had a massive, massive squad of yeah. you know of, of strikers and left backs, and yeah, but we haven't, so I think we just have to be a bit more, um, but take it a bit more seriously that mm. game. 
Brilliant. Well, that's just about all we've got time for. Um, ending on a positive with Charlton fourth in the league, level on points with third. Uh, as I say, seven points off top with a game in hand. It's all all pretty good at the moment. Um, thanks for coming in, Nath. No worries. Thanks to everyone for Thursday. your tweets, for your emails. Um, we'll be back on Thursday, me, Nath, I'll and probably see you Wednesday. Um, yeah, and uh, as I say, get down here on Wednesday if you can to support the technically the first team in their checker trade match um, but until then I've been Tom Wallin thanks for listening everyone see you later see you